Thanks for tuning in to Strap on Your Boots. I'm your host, Jason Sherman. I'm a successful entrepreneur, award-winning filmmaker, and a guest lecturer at top universities along with Udemy for my course, Startup Essentials. Today, I'm going to answer a big question. What will humans evolve into in the next century? I recently had a conversation with a friend of mine, and I started to notice that that same conversation I was having with family and other friends and people I know from the internet, too. Some people talk about whether or not we're living in a simulation. Who knows? Others ask, are we just an alien civilization that was put onto Earth? Others say, are we the divine? You know, are we evolved from a single cell organism? And in the end, there's probably unlimited answers as to what humans are, how they evolved, and what they're going to continue to evolve into. I mean, just to start off, the fact that we're able to live to 80 years old as, a, as an average or 75 years old as an average is mind-blowing compared to how we used to live just until 30, 40 years old 100 years ago. You know, the improvements in medicine and technology and science have allowed us to live longer, healthier, happier lives. But as we continue to evolve and get better and healthier, and technology is improving for better or worse, but we'll say in this case for better, what happens when the singularity comes about? And if you're not familiar with the singularity, uh, the easiest way to explain it is the moment when artificial intelligence becomes sentient to the point where it is more powerful and intelligent than the entire history of human knowledge all put together. So let's say, uh, you know, 2,000 years or 5,000 years, whatever amount of years, millions of years of evolution of humans in particular, we'll say the last 2,000 years. Imagine all of the knowledge that all of the philosophers, scientists, historians, experts, inventors, you name it, everybody in the course of history has come up with books and ideas and philosophies and formulas and, you know, solutions and knowledge about our history, all of it. So the singularity will basically be artificial intelligence smarter than all of that combined, more knowledgeable than all of that, which to me at least means that when that happens, the AI will be able to solve a lot of the world's problems. For example, there's a very controversial opinion out there about the fact that AI would be able to tap into our brains and our electrical signals, which the brain has electrical signals, and convert those signals into data or binary or code, which can then be transmitted into a CPU, a computer chip stored on a flash drive, something, right? Something that can process the electrical signals and the data and then extract it or put it into a cloned body with organic material and like Android material or maybe just a virtual environment where we could live in like a sim type of environment. Who knows? We, you know, that's the thing. We don't know what humans will involve into. The, the whole point here is to just talk about theories and ideas, right? Because people talk about this every day. And, and the truth is when it comes to being in a simulation, we don't know if it, if we're like the matrix right now and we're plugged into machines that are sucking us dry while the robots, the androids are out there living their best life 
while we're the food, right? We, we just don't know. And it's kind of impossible to know because we're just alive, you know, and, and we're, and we could be living in a simulation where we don't really know if we're able to wake up or, you know, are we being put to sleep every night? Like what's going on, right? We don't really know. And speaking of simulations and the matrix, since it's kind of a hot topic in everyday life anyway, I like to kind of take it back a step, right? And say, let's just say that we can create a simulation. Let's see that AI is out and we can create a simulation. We can prolong our life by taking our consciousness like the matrix and putting it into a clone. So let's say you, you're able to clone yourself and give yourself a 25 year old body. Okay. It's still you. It's your DNA, but it's you at 25 years old. So let's say you're 60 years old or 70 years old, or 100 years old, and you're falling apart, and you can clone yourself to be 25 years old. So now you're able to preserve your memories, you're able to preserve your intelligence, your thoughts, your knowledge, and take everything that you learn in your entire life and put it into a 25-year-old body. Now imagine if you're able to do that. First of all, it's crazy, it's amazing, right? It's like you're almost immortal, although you'd have to continue to do that process unless you are living in a virtual environment. But let's just say for the sake of technology, you know, we know that we have some type of cloning abilities nowadays with animals, and I'm sure someone's working on humans. We have stem cell research happening. People are claiming to be able to prolong their lives and eradicate diseases by removing them from the genetic codes in your DNA. So let's say you can remove Alzheimer's, you can remove cancer, you can remove AIDS, you can remove even this coronavirus. You can remove any kind of illness or disease or virus from the body because you're able to, A, the the artificial intelligence is able to create a way for your body to combat any of those things without allowing them into your body because it just knows how to do that. That's what the singularity is. It knows how how to eradicate diseases. So imagine you're living in this world where all of a sudden you're you're 25 years old, all your thoughts are in your your mind or your computer chip or whatever it is that you have, maybe it's split organic and and synthetic. And the whole world now seems to be a less fight or flight kind of world where no one's worried about dying and no one's worried about pills and no one's worried about doctors and no one's no one's getting sick anymore and and now we're just thriving right? To me, that seems like a really cool society. Yeah, it's sci-fi, big time sci-fi. I mean, who knows if that's even going to work, right? We don't know. It could be like 1984, Brave New World. Um, but either way, it sounds pretty cool. And we could get to that point. That's that's all I'm saying is we could get to that point. But I don't think that we would be immortal, right? That's, that's tough because our brain eventually is going to give out on us, right? That's, that's, that's a known fact. Brains eventually die, Okay. It's organic matter. But if you can take your consciousness and put it into a synthetic chip, computer, processor, or a, a, an electronic brain of sorts, you know, well, it's possible that then we could survive longer, right? We could survive for hundreds of years or thousands of years on these synthetic brains. Of course, people are going to argue, well, what about your other organs, right? And you need to survive with a heart and with lungs and kidneys and livers and all sorts of organs that are required to operate your body. Well, we have 3D printers that can already create organs, right? I mean, they use pig DNA and, and other animal DNA to create synthetic tissue, organic tissue. I believe there's going to be a day for sure 
when people who are able to afford them have these printers in their homes where they can put in their DNA and able to extract an organ and then an AI robot surgeon is there to put the new organ into your body. You don't have to even go to a hospital. I think that you're going to be able to, to just continue to replace your organs at home eventually. And anyone who doesn't think that's going to happen, wake up. There's going to be a day, who knows if it's the next 100 years, the next 200, next 1,000 years. I don't know. But I do know that eventually we're going to be able to 3D print our organs and prolong our lives, at least in that way. But this opens up another question. And it's a really important, ubiquitous question. What happens to your soul? And, you know, there's a lot of religions around the world. And God exists, for those of us who believe. And our soul, to me at least, isn't just like a thing, right? It's not an entity that lives inside of our body. I believe... A soul is a part of your thoughts, your memories. I believe it's fully integrated in your entire core of your entire being. You know, so it's not just your heart or your brain. I believe that your soul is the the entire amount of energy that your body creates. And it's part of your consciousness and everything. So let's say you can transfer your consciousness and your thoughts and your memories. That's energy. Right, you're 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 transferring energy from one vessel or device to another vessel or device. Sure, it's not the same vessel or device, but if you do use your DNA and you're able to clone yourself and the organic matter matches yours, technically it's the same vessel, although a much younger, more improved one. But if it's your DNA, isn't that still you? If your memories and your knowledge and your thoughts are transferred, isn't that still you? If the energy is transferred, isn't that still your energy, your soul, so to speak? Because when we die, some people say, oh, well, when you die, you just die. It's over. Poof. You just get dug underground, the funeral, worms start eating you alive, nothing happens. But it is scientifically proven that when you die, the energy that your body was creating or is creating or as you were dying stopped creating, it doesn't just wither away. It goes somewhere. Your energy, your consciousness, your thoughts, your memories, your knowledge, your, your brain electrical signals, everything, the energy, it goes out into the universe where we don't know. Is it heaven? Is it outside of the simulation? Is it back to our alien home planet? Where does our consciousness and our soul and our energy go? That's the ultimate question. But of course, if we capture that energy, right, and put it into another vessel or a clone or whatnot with the computer chips, that means that technically our our soul is now staying on Earth, staying in a vessel. It's not going into space. It's not going away. The energy is staying within some sort of vessel or body, right? So this is kind of my line of thinking. I try explaining it to people. They think I'm crazy sometimes. <laughs> they just think that, you know, it's wild and I'm sure it is, but, you know, I'm a sci-fi guy, right? I love sci-fi and I feel as though we've 
progressed so much just in my lifetime alone. You know, when I was a teenager, I used to fantasize and dream about having like a personal communicator like they showed in Star Trek or other sci-fi shows or movies. You know, I dreamed about having really cool gadgets that they showed in Star Wars and Doctor Who and all sorts of cool things that I only dreamed of having. And then one day the iPhone came out and I said to myself, holy crap, I actually have this touchscreen communicator that literally does everything. And the internet, right? Satellites, spaceships that go to the moon and the space station that we have. And we're planning trips to Mars. I mean, we really are living in the future. People, I don't think, realize it. But we've already evolved tremendously. We're living longer. We're going to the space. We can communicate all around the world in an instant through these handheld, powerful computers. So when you, when you look at that, when you look at how far we've come in such a short amount of time, imagine where we're going to be in the next 100 years or 500 years. Just imagine. Ask yourself, are we going to be organic? Are we going to be synthetic and organic? Are we going to be living in a virtual environment? Are we going to be even living on Earth? Will the singularity have taken place and eradicated all diseases, shown us how to grow food in the hardest places, shown us how to make water out of the sea and the oceans very easily and efficiently and affordably? And has war just gone away? Has the AI taught us how to get along? These are all the questions that I'd like the answers to. And I guess we'll find out over the next couple hundred years or millennia. I hope to see you one of these days in a cloned, computer-controlled, synthetic body in a couple hundred years. Until next week, I'll see you. I hope you learned something in today's episode. If you did, please share it with your friends. If you have a business idea you'd like to pitch to me, you can do so on my website, jasonsherman.org. Don't forget to pick up a copy of my book, also called Strap On Your Boots, available on Amazon and anywhere books are sold. And if you want to dive even deeper into the world of entrepreneurship, I suggest you sign up for my course called Startup Essentials on Udemy.com. I really do appreciate your support if you decide to donate via PayPal, and I hope you tune in to my next episode.